It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— with new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from The Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Yes, here we go. A basketball Friday. Polly Howard, Matt Humans, Mitch out back Tuesday. Loaded program coming up. We get ready for the playoffs in the association and two play in games tonight. Bob Ryan, the legend from the Boston Globe. In a couple hours, Coach Thorpe, we'll talk to some guys who cover the Sixers. Memphis, we'll go rapid fire like we did week 17 in the NFL and can't wait for the humans mock draft, which we'll get to in half an hour and a couple props that he likes as well. You ready to go? How you doing? Yeah, let's go. I think these NBA playoffs are going to be pretty good. Do you think it's wide open? Or will we see yeah, Phoenix well. against Milwaukee or Phoenix-Boston? When you say wide open in the NBA, that means five teams can win it. You know, it's not wide open like the NFL playoffs. Never is. NBA is not. Uh, I mean, how, how deep do you think it goes in terms of teams that can win the whole thing? I don't think it goes beyond five. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I think it also changed with the Luka injury. I mean, I, I definitely think Dallas could get, was going to give Phoenix problems in the second round, and Dallas was going to be able to handle Utah until the Luka injury. And now it doesn't look good. Doesn't look good for Luka, but no. if uh, if the Mavericks can find a way to advance, he could be back for the. You know, at some point in that first round series, and uh, be back for the second round. But I still think it's uh, Phoenix, definitely out in front in the West, and then you got four teams in the East that could win it. Okay, four yeah. teams that could win the East. Win the East, yeah, right? Four. Yes. Uh, we got a ton of props to get to. Creative props, buzzer beaters, half court shots. Lay the uh, game and a half or two and a half with the series series prices. Uh, the double to win game one and the series player props. We got a lot to get to. 
coming up on the program. Uh, Atlanta looks too easy tonight. They've won 8 of 11. They were awesome in the playing around, beating Charlotte at home and winning by 30 points. They have won three in a row against the Cavs. The last meeting was March 31st. It was 131 to 107. Trey has averaged 32 in the matchup this year, the four head-to-head. I throw the first one out. It was the second game of the season. Uh, Since then, Atlanta has buried them three in a row. They've scored over 120 points in all three games. The one saving grace, and if the Cavs have a puncher's chance here, is the game is at home. The crowds have been fantastic so far in the playing around, and you could get Allen back after missing the last 19 games if he can give it a go uh, for for the Cavs. But Atlanta lane two and a total of 223. Will we finally see an over? But to me, Atlanta wins. They move on. I don't know if they give Miami all they can handle as our guest Brian Geltziler said yesterday. But I think Atlanta's a uh, a better team. The experience last year going to the Eastern Conference Finals, the absurd statement earlier this year about uh, we were bored. Um, but they were great against Charlotte. I think the Hawks will get the win on the road and move on. Well, this is what I would say about the Hawks. They shot 16 for 32 from three-point range in that uh, play-in win, a blowout of the Hornets a couple nights ago. If they shoot that, like that from three, yeah, they're going to move on. Um, and win this game. Trey Young was actually one for seven, so the rest of the team was fifteen for twenty-five. Right. Oh, he, yeah, he got up to yeah. a three of thirteen right. start. Yes, right. So that's uh, encouraging. Def- definite room for improvement as far as uh, mm-hmm. Trey Young and the way he played in that first game. I like the Hawks here. I, I did not, uh, I did not bet this. I think it's going to be um, the type of game that goes down to the wire. But uh, I, I do lean Hawks a little bit here. I think uh, JVT Jonathan Von Tobel brought up a good point yesterday. If Jarrett Allen can play for the Cavs, uh, that's going to complicate things a little bit for the Hawks because uh, mm-hmm. then you've got uh, much more of an an inside attack uh, from Cleveland. I thought the Cavs, uh, you know, gave the Nets some problems. So it looked like the Nets were going to cruise. They were up twenty after the first quarter, but Evan Mobley was. Um, I thought a monster after that, and Darius Garland was tough to contain. Yes. So I'm not going to totally dismiss the Cavs here, but I do lean the Hawks. Right, and Bickerstaff mentioned that the last couple of days about you can't spot a team a 22-point lead, yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially a team like uh, like Brooklyn, and that's what came back to bite them. But you're right, they cut that all the way down to six with five minutes left and had the ball. Garland was great from some props, points, rebounds, and assists. Mobley's 27.5. Garland's only 38.5. That seems low to me. Uh, and Trey Young is 45 and a half. Trey Young points 29 and a half. And I mentioned they've had no answer for him so far uh, this season, but I would think Garland would go over as well. Um, but it could be a big boost and a shot in the arm getting Allen back as well. The late game, Clippers at home lane four against the Pelicans. Good story here with the Pelicans, the, what they had to overcome. No Zion. Uh, Griffin on the hot seat, the GM. They make the trade and get McCollum, who was great in the win against San Antonio, 32 points, 27 in the first half. They started 1-12 one one uh, on the season, and here they are, 36-46, and 46, one win away from going to the playoffs and taking on Phoenix. McCollum says big things are ahead, and what do you do with the Clippers now? I mean, the big acquisition, you get Powell, but uh, George played well in the loss against Minnesota. Kennard is questionable tonight. They need him. They're laying four. What do you think? And a low total as well. With a good, good tidbit. A little birdie told me Ty Lue has been putting together the defensive game plan. They did a great job shutting down Towns. Yeah. Who told you that? I'll tell you during the break. inside information. That's yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I I like this Pelicans team, 
in terms of the future, I think it's really bright. You, you think about how they've rebuilt this team, and it's without the number one pick, Zion Williamson, yes. is sitting his uh, fat butt on the bench the entire season, and uh, they're still they've still been this good. I, I think the Pelicans probably a year year away. I I do like the Clips in this game. I'm I uh, I'll be honest. So I laid the one eighty on the money line. Didn't lay the four four and a half points okay. here. Good run. I, I just bet the Clippers to advance. Paul George was. Outstanding in that game at Minnesota a couple nights ago with 34 points, seven rebounds, five assists. Uh, when you watch PG play, he just lifts his team to a different level. And you think about how good the Clips can be next season when Kawhi Leonard's back. They're going to be title contenders, Paul. Mm-hmm. When you get Kawhi mm-hmm. and PG on the floor together, uh, this Clips team is outstanding. Uh, I think they got a little bit too much firepower here for for uh, CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, and the Pelicans, but. Like I said, I felt a little uneasy laying the four, four and a half here, so I just bet the Clips to advance. And they blew that game. I mean, you cannot blow a 10-point lead right. in the fourth quarter when Towns is in foul trouble, and, and fouled out, rather, uh, in the fourth quarter. Well, I think the T-Wolves but, actually played better without Towns yes, on the floor in that game. He he played, what, 24 minutes and yep. had 11 points, and uh, the T-Wolves were actually better when he was out. Yep, and uh, Ingram's become a nice player, too. I mean, he, he's mm-hmm. been great for the Pelicans. His prop is 23 and a half points. Paul George, 27.5. Reggie Jackson, 17.5. And and McCollum, 26.5 in the late game. This is unfortunate. I thought Dallas uh, could make a run here. Uh, It's also the perfect storm. Uh, I thought Geltziler, again, made a good point yesterday about why is Luka in the game up 20 late when he gets hurt. But we've seen how hard this is to overcome this injury. Gobert had the same injury and missed three weeks. He's not going to play in game one. Who knows his status for the rest of the series? Utah is a $3.00. I saw as high as 370. It's come down a little bit, about 310 in that range, series price. They are laying five in game one to start. And this is the other thing. Not only do you lose your best player, one of the best players in the league, sure. you have to play the early game Saturday, and game two is Monday. Killer mm-hmm. for Dallas. Yeah, it's a tough setup. Uh, you would think Luka Doncic with that calf strain is not going to be able to go in game one. That's something. That's the type of injury that really takes, you know, depending on how severe it is, it takes a week to two and more like two weeks to overcome something like that. I don't know how he could come back and play at such a high level on Saturday if he, if he gives it a go. It says he's not expected to play, and I don't I don't think he will. I think if you see him at all, you're going to see him in game two. But I'm always a little bit a little on the hesitant side to uh, overreact to injuries because I think a lot of times that's what people do, and, and you, you'll bet up a team like the Jazz thinking, well, the Mavericks have no chance. Without Lucha, without Luca, that's what our guest in an hour is going to say. Yeah, exactly, and that's uh, and I, I certainly understand that point of view. But being a sports better, you've seen this over and over. Uh, Nick Bogdanovich told a story a couple weeks ago about Allen Boston. Uh-huh. He used to say, "If a bird's out, what's he worth to the Celtics?" And Boston would say, "Nothing. Bird's worth nothing." <laughs> he, he thought all these star players were worth nothing uh, to the game, to the handicap. Is what would he think Luka Doncic is worth? Uh, to the maps, but he say nothing. Uh, this you know? is, no, he, he's the whole t- most of the team. I I don't have any faith right. in the supporting cast. I don't have you know I don't have enough faith to bet the Mavericks without Luca. But yeah. I'm not going to uh, just immediately jump on the Jazz bandwagon in here and think they're going to roll well, that's, that, uh, without him. Because a lot of times yeah. when betters overreact to that situation, you see the opposite play out. That's what stinks. The Jazz were couldn't wait to play against the Jazz, begging to get beat right. with the turmoil and how bad they were down the stretch. This has also become the NFL and college football the last week in the NBA with the injuries. Nobody's saying anything. Here's Jason Kidd 
on Luca's injury and timetable. Yeah, he's progressing. He's doing. He's doing good. Uh, did practice, uh, but is in good spirits and uh, had a good day. He, you know, uh, is is smiling. He's happy. He's in good spirits and uh, looks like he's improving. Oh God! I mean, this is so unfortunate. Um, now, if the Jazz to win Game One and the series at Bet Rivers is minus one fifteen. If you want to lay the one and a half games, it's minus one sixty. Dallas plus a one and a half games is plus one twenty. Will the series go six? Yes, minus one forty. I think mm. the Jazz take them out in five. Yeah. Yes, I do. And I, I, I couldn't wait to, again. Couldn't wait to bet against them. It also really opens the door for Phoenix here. I mean, Phoenix should go to the Western Conference Finals now as a result of this. Because I, I can't. Oh, see Phoenix this. is probably going to the Western Conference Finals anyway. I think. Yeah, well, Dallas could have been a tough matchup, but still, uh, just uh, with the Curry news, with Luka, uh, Williams. You get a bet on the Jazz to win this series in five. What what, what if Luka comes back for game two? I can't see that happening either. And if he does, how effective will he be? I don't know. Jason Kidd just said he's in good spirits. (laughs) He's smiling. He's happy. Yeah. Right? Kidd's like Nash. Uh, Do the the opposite of Remember Nash said we're not trading Harden. They did a couple days later. The first hour of Follow the Money presented exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. It's a different game in the playoffs. How does that affect Memphis? And you won't believe what Josh said about the T-Wolves. We'll get to that series, more of the Saturday games, and humans mock draft coming up straight ahead. Follow the Money, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, 
You can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. Is getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. NBA playoff starts this weekend, <laughs> and right now, Bet Rivers has an incredible offer. Place a wager of $25 or more on any team to win the finals and get a $5 free bet for every series they can win. Will we see Milwaukee and Phoenix again? Can the Warriors make a run? Go to BetRivers.com, see the current odds, and get your free bets. Terms and conditions apply. They've done a great job with all the props and also the different ways you can bet every series, like Minnesota and Memphis uh, 2-2. They split during the regular mm -hmm. season. Memphis, a 360 favorite to win the series. Will it go six? Yes, minus 140. Will Memphis win game one in the series? Yes, minus $2. You can take two and a half games with Minnesota. That's minus $2. And do you think Memphis will uh, take them out uh, in six or seven? Or excuse me, five or six. You can lay the game and a half. That is minus 150 as well. This is about chemistry. This is a confident group. But the knock on Memphis, and we'll talk to Coach Thorpe coming up, is it's a different game in the playoffs. And does that hurt and affect the team that is 1-12, so strong, has depth, and also got a lot of buckets in transition. They were excellent in the transition. They were awesome on the glass. They were number one in the league in offensive rebounding percentage. Minnesota, atrocious, 28th in defensive rebounding rate. Could spell doom for the T-Wolves. But as we touched on earlier, and I like Memphis to uh, go to the conference finals. I love my ticket 12 to 1 to win the West. Uh, chemistry, very important. Great team. You go 20 and 2 without your best player, but this is an enormous series for Towns. He was pathetic against the Clippers. He was awful. The only time he made the playoffs against the Rockets. This is a big series for Towns, and you are exactly right. They were better off without him. Made the big run in the second quarter when he was on the bench, and then came all the way back to get the win when he fouled out in the fourth. Yeah. You got something on your face right there. Yeah? Okay. Oh, you're eating a lot of chalk in the oh. NBA playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> it got me. You like the favorites yeah, in the yeah. NBA playoffs, huh? Well, no, I got them 12-1. Huh? to one. No, I love Memphis. I got them 12-1. What, what chalk? They're 12-1. Well, to one Grizzlies to... number two seed. I, you know, I... No, there's a lot. This is a lot of... I'm, I'm contrarian right. in this one. Okay. Everyone I talk to thinks Minnesota can make it a series. Right, you're playing the favorite. You're on the favorite, right? I think they, I think they win the series. I think this. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be a close series. I've watched this team the whole year. Okay, 
Well, I, I respect the Grizzlies, too. I, I think uh, you got to look for live dogs in these NBA playoff series. Are the T-Wolves live? I think they possibly could be. And um, one thing that's going to uh, be important in this series is Pat Bev. Pat Beverly, mm-hmm. his defense against John ja Morant, he's going to drive John ja Morant crazy in this series. Will he get in foul trouble, though? He'll probably get in foul trouble. Uh, but he's also going to gonna cause all sorts of trouble for Ja Morant. And by the way, don't forget, what, were, what was Memphis' record this season without Ja? Like 20-2? 20 22, and two? yeah. It, it's it's kind of crazy. That is. When you think about that, how do you explain something like that? I like this Grizzlies team a lot, but I do think the T-Wolves are live in this series. And when I watched uh, the Clippers game the other night, talking about the comeback, Anthony Edwards and D'Angelo Russell are a, a, a great combination from the perimeter. When those guys are on, they're tough to stop. Right. Edwards is awesome. I don't trust right. Russell, though. Uh, and then what Russell's we'll a little bit mm-hmm. inconsistent, you're right, but Anthony Edwards is becoming a superstar. He's, he's got a chance to uh, reach that level. What are the T-Wolves going to get from uh, Cat? I know. Carl Anthony Towns yes. in this series. Yes. He's got to play like one of the top ten players in the NBA for the T-Wolves to advance. Yep. Well, so you... I was joking. I, I know you're uh, you're on the chalk side here with the Grizzlies, and a lot of people think uh, maybe the T-Wolves are a trendy dog here. I think the T-Wolves can give them some trouble, but they're not going to get over the top in this series unless Pat Bev completely takes John Morant out of his game and Carl Anthony Towns plays like a legit star, uh, you which pl- he did not in the play-in. Yeah, you played the game. What do you think of the angle that maybe they were just outworking and out-hustling people in the regular season while they were so, so good on the boards in mm-hmm. transition and that will go away now in playoff time? And also, what good does it do to have this much depth in playoff time when you shorten the rotation? Well, all, the, all those are good points, yeah. I mean, those, That's those the knock-on. That could be right? the knock-on Memphis, right. Mm-hmm. But again, a talented team, a team full of confidence and swag. Here's Ja Morant about they run up the chimney. They want the smoke. You remember that quote I said? <laughs> Which one about? Ain't ducking, no smoke. Yeah. We run up the chimney. Simple as that. We ain't no conversations about not letting nobody get under your skin. If somebody, you know, come towards you, ain't no, can't back down. It's a soft person tendency. You know? We don't got no soft guys over here. How physical is he? I mean, I feel like everybody watching. That's his game. That's his identity. Play physical, aggressive. Is it try to? Is it part of his thing to try to get you off your game? I mean, mentally. To, to worry more about him. Than- I had a quote, you know, that I said before I got to the league where my, my pops was, you know, my biggest hater. So, none of that. None of that. There you go. He's ready for Pat Bev. He's ready, yeah. I don't think the Beverly talk and all that stuff is going to work either. <laughs> uh, but there's so many guys that can beat you, though, too, with Brooks and Jackson mm-hmm. in the year that Bain had. Yeah. So, uh, place will be rocking. And uh, I think it's a tough matchup for Minnesota because of what happens on the boards. And I don't really trust Russell, although you really have to be concerned with Edwards, who's the reason they beat the Clippers. And it should be – look at the total, too. Look how high these totals are going to be. Could be a track meet in one of the early games. How about the Raptors and the Sixers? Here's another trendy dog. ton of people picking the Raptors. Sure, sure. Uh, we have a guest coming up about the importance of practice. Practice and, and getting on the same page now with Harden. This is an enormous series for Harden, who has never won a big game in his life. If they go out in the first round, and you want to talk about playoff stinkers and an ugly resume, it's this guy. Where Kawhi doesn't play with the Spurs. Right. He no-shows and lose that game. They, they couldn't beat the Warriors with their injuries. 
and, and guys they lost and they got beat at home in game six. Mm-hmm. He's had some horrible performances. Hey, man, I can go playoff. all the way back to Arizona State. James Harden got knocked out early in the NCAA tournament. You can do that too. Yeah. Right. You could Now you don't have Thibault on the road games, okay? Sixers, $1.85 series favorite. Imagine if the Raptors can steal one of the first two games in Philly and you don't have Thibault going to Toronto. I think it's a coaching mismatch with yes. Doc against Nurse. They're going to crash the boards. Uh, what, what Siakam can do and, and maybe go for 27-28 a game. A lot of pressure on Embiid as well. I think he'll deliver, though. But what do I get out of Harris? What do I get out of Harden? And let's be real, folks. Harden was not the same player that he even was in Brooklyn since coming over in the trade. And you are pot committed now if you're Maury. What if you go out in the first round? I mean, do you, do you give him an extension? Do you give him a big deal? Now, this is Raptors plus a game and a half is minus 160. To go six games is minus 175. Philly to win game one in the series, minus 115. Ooh, mama. They'll be going crazy in Philly if they can't win this series. You like the dog here in this series? Too trendy. Too trendy. Yeah. yeah. I know that, but that I JVT, yeah. Gil Alexander, a lot of guys at VSIN and outside VSIN are picking the dog in this series. I did play, uh, Aaron Renning was on too. I, I think mm-hmm. he likes Raptors plus four and a half in game one. I think he might have played Raptors yep. in this series. I've thought all along um, my my plan of attack here was going to be to fade Philly. I, aside from Joel Embiid, I don't like much about this team. And Embiid's going to be really uh, what? Wow! I don't. Okay. I'm not a James Harden guy. Not not well, at I this point. That, right? I mean, I, I think Maxie's good. A good fourth option if you Harris is your fourth option. Well, that's true. I like Maxie. I like Maxie. Uh, but when you're talking about matchups in this series, Embiid's the one guy who's going to uh, be a big problem for the Raptors. Other than that. I think Toronto's got the edge at a lot of spots. And like you you mentioned, mm-hmm. this is a coaching Mitch match. Mm-hmm. Nick Nurse is going to get the better of Doc yep. in this series. And I definitely look for things like that when you're trying to pick an upset in a series or in a tournament setting, whether it be the NCAA tournament or NBA playoffs. I look for coaching mismatches. And you got one here in favor of Toronto. Yep. It's a lot of these you want to just uh, maybe sit and wait and in play. And see how the series is going to play out also. Sure. Uh, maybe Golden State in the late game tomorrow. Great series with Golden State against Denver. But it doesn't look like Murray's going to play. Um, and they're not going to have him. But Curry ready to go for game one. Uh, but, again, can Joker carry this team like he has been all year? Or do we just see the, the Golden State team that started the season and was so good and very important how well Clay Thompson played down the stretch? You know, I think – as much as we'd like to see the Golden State team that we remember, JVT had an incredible uh, fact yesterday on the edge in the afternoon. Okay. How, how uh, long this season do you think Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green have been on the court together? Oh, not many. Because Green missed significant time, too. What Ele- 11 minutes. What? No. Yeah, oh, my God. I'm pretty sure that's what he said. I'll have to double-check that. But, yeah, it stunned me what he said. If you think about that, there's no way you can really expect the Warriors to be the Warriors we remember when those guys haven't been on the floor together, right? Yeah, good point. Warriors to win game one in the series, minus 130. Will it go six games? Yes, minus 160. Warriors minus a game and a half, minus 115. And uh, you want to get nuts, Denver minus one and a half, plus 290. If they can shock the world as well. Total of 223, Warriors Touching uh, six and a half, seven in some spots now with the Curry news uh, in game one. We'll get to win-lose up next. A lot of upsets in hockey. A decision that went a guy's way for five, saved him $500,000 and can't wait. 
for part one of Human's Mock Draft. All that straight ahead. Visa and follow the money. The Sports Betting Network. is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in win some, lose some. Strange night on the ice. A lot of dogs. Robert the Red Wings, 3-1. Shut out Carolina. What gives there? Ottawa plus 250. Beat Boston. Golden Knights all over the Flames. They gave up the first goal and then six unanswered. Yeah, that Golden Knights. By the way, that Golden Knights game, that's one they really had to have. Correct. They're, they're trying to reach the playoffs, which they, they've done routinely in their inception. This is their fifth year. They might miss the playoffs. You fell asleep and missed this game last night. This game yeah. started at 6 p.m. Pacific. You fell asleep that early? I'm not like you, you filthy animal. Wow. I mean, you, you don't go to bed. I got I to gotta get up at 1 o'clock. I I need sleep, unlike you. I don't know how you do it. And you got the you're rocking the what you call it top five candy bar right here. Yeah, this one number one power top rated top five candy bar. The what you call it. I like it cold. Huh? Got to have it cold. Well, this came out Love. of the refrigerator. <laughs> there yeah. you go. Yeah, good for you. Uh, yeah, you you were hatched. Third period overruns. Toronto forty two and five now. Easy win against Washington. My God, seven to three. Red Wings twenty four and three running twelve in a row. Jets 26 and 5, San Jose 11 and 1, all overruns in the third period. Goal in the first 10, Nashville 14 and 2, and one dog in baseball. The A's plus 190, they do it again. Are you yeah, kidding me? Wow. They took three out of four in Tampa. Impressive what the Las Vegas yes. A's are doing. <laughs> yeah, right. Subscribe, be part of the team. VSIN.com for our radio and podcast friends. Little volume up. This dog does not like when they take the toys and they wash them. <laughs> I mean, he is ticked off here. And he lets the owner know about it. Puts it in the dryer. He sees what's going on. <laughs> and then goes in, grabs his toy, and on about his way in his business. But again, no, don't take my toys. Don't wash them. I want to play. Throws a fit and then goes in the dryer and then grabs it and takes it back out to play with. Not a fan of that. Hang 10. Kawabunga. How about this record? A surfer had the record 100-foot wave. It's like Swayze in Point Break. Oh, Come on, wow. look at that thing. Incredible video on the onlookers. Difference Check. is Swayze never came back. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Wow. Bell, that that is, was Bell's, Bell's Beach in Australia, right? Yeah, right. Good call. Good call. Look at that. That is ridiculous. And he nails it. You know, I've seen, oh. this, I've seen this surface on uh, Twitter a lot over the past week. I believe this is from like three or four years ago, right? Is it old? Yeah, I saw this footage a long time ago. Oh, come on. Yeah. Uh, this was... But it's still great footage. Look at that. I mean, that's the biggest wave ever recorded. The surfer is conquered, right? He's angry. Right out of a movie. My this God. Is... <laughs> Dustin, is Dustin, is this uh, is this the Hollywood Hills where you would roam? Look at this kid on the skates. Look at all the steps coming down to get the hat on. Is that Tony Hawk? Look, he nails it. Comes down to three steps, and he's got it again. No help from the dad. He's a cake. Guy goes about 260, 30 pounds, comes down. Right there, I got it. No problem. All the steps. There's the garbage bin. Look at the hills, though, and how 
Can you imagine backing out of there? Dustin, is that the hills? Look at how he would have to maneuver getting your car up there every single day. Yeah. Getting, driving to work and, and getting out of your home. The downside of that is you don't want to teach your kid to be a skateboarder. No? No good? No. A lot of money in that racket, right. too. All right, humans, you got it. We are back. Power ratings. Pick one. What are you going to do? Um, about what are you going to do with the uh, the burgers here? You have Whataburger. Mm-hmm. You have... Uh, Oh, you don't have it? Okay. They put they put the wrong one. Damn. All right. Um, lose some. How about the dog's room? I, I thought this was a lose some because why do the dogs have their own room? Don't the dogs want to chill out with the people and, and, and hang out and you just sleep with the, the, the parents? This was... Ha, look at this setup. Give me a break. The dogs have their own room. You got the little couches, televisions... This is going too far. That's pretty Come good. on. What a setup. That's unbelievable. Three wiener dogs. Yeah. Uh, are, they, are they fighting over the remote control? It, well, yeah, right. Right. Like, how many? Yeah, were four of them there? Uh, one bad beat. <laughs> the Ducks were plus 320 at Tampa. Tampa scored with 13 seconds uh. left to force overtime where they won. Yep. And one more. The, uh, the, the guy hired a lawyer. They voided the auction and the sale when the guy paid five hundred thousand for Brady's last touchdown. That's, that's a bad beat for the seller. Well, you, uh, you, you have it. You have the uh, pick one. We got okay. Let's go to the expert human. Humans pick one. What are you going with? Culvers, in and out, double double. McDonald's what uh, quarter pounder? Whataburger never had it. Wendy's in the middle. Carl's Jr. Burger King. Shake Shack. Oh, as a tasty oh, burger. Wow. And then five guys. You can only pick one. You can only for the pick burger. one. What are you going to go with? Let's go. This is a tough one, Paul. I can't pick just one. I can't pick just I'll one. I'll give you two then. I'll tell you what I'm going to throw out first. I'm going to throw out Carl's Jr. Okay. and McDonald's first. All right. Okay. I, I, yes. Yeah, so McDonald's. The, I like McDonald's, but the quarter pounder has gone downhill. It really has. The power so rating. double weight. quarter pounder is pretty good, but yeah, McDonald's burger with Carl's Jr. burgers, just not on yeah. the level with these others. And so I'm, we're going to narrow it down. Well, now we have left the Magnificent Seven. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I could go with any of these seven. Man, this is a tough call. Love the Whopper. The Whopper has been one of my favorites since I was about three years old. Yeah. Um, In and out, double, double, the Shake Shack, the Shack Burger. Oh, the Shake Shack burger was so good. I'm going to have to go Shake Shack. Really? I'm going Shake Shack 1, Culver's 2, Whataburger 3, Burger King 4. In and out. 5, Wendy's 6, 5 guys 7. That at the bottom? 5 guys number 7. Oh, yeah. no. All right. Never seven had out it. Of 9. I know. Well, seven. You've I've never, never had, had it. Never had 5 guys. I'm embarrassed. Yeah, absolutely. Gotta set my game up. Win some, lose some. Presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Log in each Friday, get a twenty percent profit boost on the NHL. Learn more betrivers.com. Always get point spread weekly. Always be subscribing. Always be subscribing. And humans is uh, ready to go with the mock draft. We're less than two weeks away from the draft. A lot of smoke out there too. A lot of it's lying season. I got one tweet that says, uh, "Don't be surprised. Pete Carroll might fall in love with Ritter. Imagine that." Uh, if there could something happen there. So let's start with your mock draft. Now, the prop you like the most is wide receivers over. Is that fair? Yeah, I wrote this up uh, for Point Spread Weekly in vcin.com. It's um, in the lead to my mock draft column that's up there. 
you want to read it now. And I put that up uh, Tuesday morning, early Tuesday morning. And uh, the, the prop you can find everywhere at that time, and really for the next 24, 36 hours, was uh, five and a half wide receivers in the first round over at uh, minus 165. There's one spot in town here that had a mi- minus 150. DraftKings had 165. I was able to bet this over minus 150. I feel really good about six wide receivers going in the first round. My mock has seven. I think the seventh is kind of a coin flip. Now, yesterday we talked to uh, Chuck Esposito, the Red Rock Sportsbook. Chuck was really the first or second guy in town to put up a bunch of props on the NFL draft. By the way, Circus Sports is not even going to book the NFL draft, right? Maybe not. That's what we've heard. Yes. Uh, so Chuck really gets fired up about the draft. He's not afraid to book it. So at Red Rock, he put up a bunch of props. The wide receiver prop he opened was at six. He said he felt like it was going to be only one-way action at five and a half. And I agree with him. Mm-hmm. I, I think he put up the right number at six. So at five and a half wide receivers in the first round, hopefully you got in early at minus 150, 160, anywhere around $2. That price is in the last uh, day or so has gone up to like minus 260, minus 270. And it's going to go higher. It is going to go higher. And uh, like I said, I feel really good about six wide receivers here. If you look at the first mock draft that I um, put up this week, and I'm going to, this is a rough draft. I'm going to have a final mock draft next week in the VSIN draft betting guide, which is going to be out the middle of uh, next week. I've got, uh, we'll see, three wide receivers going in the first half of the first round Drake London out of USC, Garrett Wilson, and Chris Olave from Ohio State. I might shift the order a little bit. First of all, Paul, when, when you do a mock draft, what you're trying to accomplish, at least the first time around, is get a general feel for the needs of every team, the flow of the first round, where guys might go, how many offensive and defense players, how many players in each position might be picked. And uh, the more I, w- I ran through this, I did several run-throughs on the first round of the mock draft. Every time I came out with at least six wide receivers. So I thought over five and a half okay. was the best prop play I could come up with. Where are the quarterbacks going to fall? That's a great mystery in this draft. It really is because a lot of people are mocking Kenny Pickett to the Panthers at number six. I don't think it's going to be that simple. I think the Panthers probably want to try to trade down. And uh, even if Pickett is their quarterback, there's a second half of the first round of the mock draft. And uh, we'll talk about this a little bit more later. But the other, other three receivers, I think, are – in general, locks to go in the first round are Jamison Williams from Alabama, Jahan Dotson from Penn State, and Traylon Burks from Arkansas. So those are the six guys I really believe are going to go in the first round. I can't see slipping. Christian Watson from North Dakota State, uh, a really talented guy who's got a chance to get in the, in the late first round and I, I think he's got a decent shot to be a first-round pick as a seventh wide receiver, but we'll talk more about the mock draft. Yep, and sign up today and get full access to VEASAN through the NFL draft, only $19 at VEASAN.com slash draft. More on humans mock. I love the quarterbacks over two-and-a-half prop. We'll get to that and run down this more of his mock coming up. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on... 
the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. Is getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers, as you covered, they've launched a series of CityCast designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. CityCast in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, L.A., New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcast. Mock Draft, Matt Humans, check it out, Point Spread Weekly, and he's all tinker with this uh, in the next week or so. I, I'm also with you. Uh, I like the Dotson kid out of North Dakota State. Watson. Uh, excuse me, Watson. Um, and and you're, you're right. You don't. Who knows? I mean, what, Cooper Cup went to Eastern Washington. Yeah. I mean, you don't know about, well, with the competition and, and, and that kind of thing. But 
when it's all said and done, who knows who the number one wide receiver will be in the next five years when you look at this. So. I wouldn't be stunned if we come back, you know, three years from now, look back at this draft and say Christian Watson from North Dakota State's the best receiver in the mm-hmm. first round or in the draft. And uh, that's, you know, I projected him to go late to the Chiefs. Uh, you, can, you can make a case, Paul. There's nine teams that would look for a receiver in the first round. Now, all nine are not going to draft a receiver. But I think the key when you're talking about this prop, there are two keys. One is that you look at the impact guys like Jamar Chase and uh, Justin Jefferson have made early in their careers, uh-huh. first year, second year, how these guys can transform an offense. And you're talking about a couple of former LSU receivers who are big-time stars. Also, look at the way the market's been reset in the NFL for wide receivers. Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, go on and on. Guys who are getting paid $25, $30 million a year. I think it's more important now than ever to draft a receiver in the first round and tie him up. You get that fifth year of control if he's a first-round pick. And that's why receivers are going to be like quarterbacks. In this draft, this is not a great quarterback draft. No. Far from it. One of the weakest quarterback drafts, I would say, since two thousand. probably the weakest since 2014. You remember that draft? Ponder? Two, huh? The Ponder? No, 2014, oh, uh, Blake Bortles was the third pick. Oh, my God. I still think you get four that go, though. You uh, could you get four. Yes. You could get four. They, and I'm and not some saying, are saying that these five. Are, right, yeah. Uh, I, I'd be stunned if there's five quarterbacks. I'd be really surprised if there's four, but I think there's a good chance you're going to get three. And we, we do this every year. We think quarterbacks are going to be overdrafted. Teams are going to reach for quarterbacks. But Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis will be first-round picks. One of those guys might slip to the Steelers at number 20. I think the Panthers mm-hmm. are going to trade down. It's smart to trade down because the Panthers don't have many picks. First of all, you want to – Trade down, get a little bit more value. Let's say you trade down to the 11th spot or 12th spot. Then you can take Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis. Are you afraid that a team might jump you and take one of those guys? Yeah, that's that's always a concern. I I guess it depends on whether you love one of those prospects, at quarterback, Pickett or Willis. A lot of teams really certainly like Desmond Ritter. Yes. Gaining a lot of steam Mm -hmm. in the pre-draft process through his interviews, his workouts. Former Cincinnati quarterback, I think, has a really good shot to go in the first round now. How high? I don't know. Uh, but a team you have to look at, Paul, is also early in the second round, the Seahawks, with a couple of picks. Do the Seahawks love uh, Desmond Ritter, or do they love Matt Corral? Because of the Pete Carroll, Lane Kiffin connection, is Matt Corral the guy the Seahawks are going to look at? And the Lions also have the 32nd pick of the first round. So you got to think something big could happen there. Either the Lions trade out, somebody moves in to get a quarterback, or the Lions grab the quarterback, um, the third quarterback, or maybe even the fourth quarterback of the first round with that last pick. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the you hell. Bet, you bet over two and a half quarterbacks, yes. right? Yes, and that's moved considerably, too, with the yeah. juice. Um, uh, the first quarterback drafted, Willis, is minus 180 uh, at some spots to go ahead of Pickett, but a lot of people in their mocks have Pickett going sixth. So then where does Willis go, and what does Atlanta do? You have London going there at eight. I don't know what they're doing. It's hard to figure what the Falcons are doing. I don't think they're going to go quarterback. You know, since Julio Julio Jones has been uh, out of that offense, are they looking for a guy like that to replace him? Obviously, uh, (laughs) the Falcons got Marcus Mariota at quarterback. 
do you think, okay, we can make it work with Mariota for a year, reassess the quarterback situation, maybe address that next year? Uh, it all depends on what the people inside the organization think. Do, they got to fall in love with one of one of these quarterbacks to make a move. If you don't love a quarterback, you're not going to take him with the number eight pick. I don't think the Falcons are going quarterback. They made the Mariota move, and I think they'll wait and address uh, the quarterback of the future question next year or the year after that. I like Thibodeau under five and a half. Yeah, I think Thibodeau's going to go in yep. the top five. A lot of people say he's falling. Have you been reading that? Yeah. A lot yeah. of people say he's been falling in the pre-draft process. I think he's going to be a top five pick. Well, a lot of the mocks are all over. I've seen him at two. I've seen him at seven. But uh, I don't. I think if he's there, the Jets won't, won't, won't get past the Jets at four. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, where does Sauce Gardner go? Um, there, it's, he's nine to one to go to the Texans. We've talked about that all week with Lovey Smith's comments about could Sauce go number three. Uh, you have him going seven to the Giants, but he was eight and a half and now seven and a half with his draft position. I think he's he's gone off the board before that. And uh, and then what would the Jets do with their 10th pick? You think that wide, wide receiver's got to be in play with one of the picks as well mm-hmm. with the Jets. I think the Jets like Garrett Wilson from Ohio State. That's, that's probably the guy they think is the best fit for uh, Zach Wilson in that offense. Uh, so you're, you're going to find a lot of people who disagree on which wide receiver they like best in this draft. But I think most are going to say that Garrett Wilson's probably the uh, the number one guy. I like I like seven, eight wide receivers a lot in this draft. Even when you get uh-huh. to Sky Moore from uh, Western Michigan in the second round, where you go to a guy like David Bell from Purdue, who's who's not a burner, but he's a great receiver. There's plenty of receivers you're going to find in the second and third round who are going to be quality draft picks. But I still think the, you got a great shot to get six in the first round. I've got Kayvon Thibodeau going number five to the Giants. Uh, you know, two of these offensive line prospects mm-hmm. are elite. You talk about Icky Iquano from North uh, Carolina State and Evan Neal from Alabama. The one thing I'm probably going to change, Paul, next week when I do uh, the final uh, version of my mock draft, I'm going to drop Trayvon Walker the edge rusher from Georgia from the number two pick. I don't know what the Lions uh, are going to do at number two. I think uh, nobody really knows what the Lions are going to do. Remember when they took Jeff Okuda from Ohio State Mm -hmm. with the number three? You can't take – I don't believe – my philosophy is you can't take a cornerback that high unless it's Deion Sanders. I thought the Lions really screwed up by taking Jeff Okuda that high. Has he been an impact player for the Lions? Now he's been injured. Well, been injured, yes. Yeah, non-factor. Yeah. I don't think you can take Sauce Gardner with the number two, number three pick. One of those offensive tackles or Kayvon Thibodeau is probably going to go number two. How confident are you that Hutchinson will be the number one pick? Well, right now he's a two to five or minus 250 to be the top pick. I, I think he's a fair price. is probably minus 200. I know you were talking about this before the show, that Doug Peterson really wants an offensive player with that first pick. But they've addressed some of the offensive line issues here in the offseason. And I think uh, Aiden Hutchinson makes the most sense for Jacksonville at number one. Will Williams be there for the Packers? The, the Packers have to go wide receiver. Right. Sammy Watkins? What are they doing? I mean, look at, I, I guess it's Rodgers and he can make it work with anybody. But my, I think I think it'd be for a rude awakening with, uh, with Adams leaving now and who, the, uh, who he's throwing to or the lack thereof. But Watkins doesn't move the needle, and you think you got to take a wide receiver there 
uh, with the Packers on the clock. At, where are they, 20? Well, right here, yeah. if you look at this graphic we got, it, by the way, it's not the Raiders picking number 22. It's the Packers. Packers got the 22 and 28th picks. They have to take a receiver yes. with one of those picks, yes. right? So I've got Jamison Williams from Alabama going to the Packers at number 22, and then the Packers taking a defensive player at number 28. The Chiefs are going to take a receiver with either the 29th or 30th picks with Tyreek Hill gone. There's going to be a really good receiver on the board. The crazy spot's going to be number 32 with the Lions. Uh-huh. You know, what are they going to do at number two? What, they, what will they do at number 32? Uh, so the more you look at this draft, I think the more interesting it is. Just off the top, and you look at it, you say, well, there's no marquee quarterbacks. I'm not that excited about it. Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter, Matt Corral. It's not a good quarterback draft. But I think the receivers really and the edge rushers make this draft pretty intriguing. The Ritter stuff really surprises me uh, because I just didn't see it watching the games last yeah, year. I understand that, too. Accuracy I, I, I wasn't accurate against Alabama. I missed the touchdown was... throw. Had some other throws that uh, he missed. Uh, they're more run-oriented. I'm with uh, you. I didn't think he was going to be a first-round pick either. Yeah. The first hour of Follow the Money presented exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Get a 20% profit boost on the NHL every Friday. Must be 21. Offer not valid in all areas. Check BetRivers.com for full details and rules. Still got a lot to get to coming up. Hardcore NBA. It's a huge handle every year at this time with the quadruple headers on Saturday and Sunday. And uh, I think the East is wide open. We'll talk to the legend Bob Ryan an hour. Up next, it's David Thorpe, the coach, TrueHoop.com. His thoughts on the playoffs and what? There's reports he could come back for game four of the series. What can Simmons give the Nets? All that straight ahead with Coach coming up. Peace and fall the money. The Sports Betting Network. The Bet Rivers. The Bet Rivers. The Bet Rivers. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from The Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. 
And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.